From Frampton Comes Alive. All right, you all knew it was coming. Do you really think I was going to finish out this list without talking about Do You Feel Like We Do? The song is the crown jewel of Frampton's classic live album, mostly because it's a phenomenal song, a fact that's commonly drowned out by the near-infamous Do You Feel Like We Do talk box moment. Who can blame us? Frampton literally increased the vocabulary of the guitar by successfully making his guitar ask a question through the talk box. Now, it doesn't get any better than that. What's your favorite talk box moment? And welcome to another edition of Stand By Your Band. This is the podcast where we talk about music. People get a little guff for liking. And uh, I am Tom Takar, the wolf of Dog Street, and joined once again by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, buddy? I don't think podcasting gets any better than this. <laughs> Can't find a better pod. How's that? Is that something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are joined this week by a very... Silly boy guest, Danny Maupin. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I didn't know I was going to be here, but now I'm happy to be here. Well, why didn't you know you were going to be <laughs> we here? We did abduct, Danny. Yeah. I was abducted. Yeah, yeah. We no. just, sorry if he sounded weird. That's the sound <laughs> yeah, man makes the what? first words he says after duct tape are ripped from his mouth. <laughs> the original talk box. Duct tape. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my... One of the things my stepdad was very impressed by was he was like, look, this guy can make a guitar talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a machine. <laughs> yeah, it is just a machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just did in that video. This guy, which, first of all, can you guys guess one item of clothing that the guy from that video is wearing? Fedora. Yep. Right huh? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Holy shit. I can't believe to- I nailed it. I've been going to Guitar Center a lot recently because i'm on the road with the band and i hate guitar center but they have fender brand fedoras and <laughs> they're nice yeah, they're <laughs> nice and that's the first fedora uh, i think i'm gonna get you know, <laughs> i'm danny and i buy all my clothes at guitar center so <laughs> the last time i went to guitar center uh the guy behind the counter fully explained a South Park episode to me, like without prompt. He's like, "Oh man, <laughs> like the full plot." Was it a good one? It was like a reasonable, and I was like, "Oh god, I maybe we should here. do that on this show." I bet we'd have more listeners. <laughs> if we just were like, and then Obama won. <laughs> Him and uh, Hillary, they all like pressed an explode button. They blew something up. The Guitar Center is, is the worst place, and there's so many of them in all all across America. And yeah. I'm just visiting all of them for no reason for me. I don't have to buy anything there. You think the Guitar Center the band. You ever, go, you ever go to Recorder Center? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, hot Those cross buns, sleighs. Yeah, that's like yeah, the yeah. science is no hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. And of course, I'm a rascal, so I play it. You know? You're, hey, no one's going to tell you what to do. <laughs> not, not in Recorder Center. So you're touring with the band. Who is this band you're touring with? I'm with Max Sabbath, and so they are. Um, so they're a Black Sabbath themed kind of parody band, but the uh, they're oh, you didn't have to explain. <laughs> but <they're, laughs> our right. audience has 100 percent crossover. 
but like the, all of the lyrics are about like the demise of fast food and how bad it is and everything. So it's like horror, clowny Ozzy Osbourne meets McDonald's sort of like Burger King fast food weird stuff. And don't they dress like the McDonald's characters? Full on characters like there's Slayer McCheese. Oh my god! Um, nice. Graham Alice, the cat burglar, and Ronald Osborne are like the ones that do it and it, it's it's insane it's insane it's like a giant party and it's really really fun but it is kind of educational about how shitty fast food is uh, do they have any thoughts on the chicken sandwich debate that is and by thoughts tommy means sexy uh chicks on instagram <laughs> <laughs> do they have any of those do they have any thoughts <laughs> like t-h-o-t yeah yeah right. of course uh oh. no they have more t-h-o-g-t-h-s's did oh, I did it right? Did no, I get it right? Right you. out of there? All right. Uh, they have more thoughts, actually, on fast food. Uh, they're all kind of, I mean, I can't tell you who the members are, but they're old and married. <laughs> <laughs> but the, did, have they said anything about the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Has that come we up? We haven't tried it yet. Uh, we've been sampling. Isn't that the like, number one thing you should be doing as a fast food-themed band? Right. Right. Well, but, then, but they're anti, though, They're right? anti, but I'm the only one that's try. not in the band, right. so I'm trying all the stuff. But, like... Uh, but I haven't, we haven't run across some, I haven't run across a Popeye's yet, but, um, this is boring. Listen, no one who goes to Popeye's <laughs> is running across. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're going to sit here and fat shame Popeye's people, huh? <laughs> no, no. Popeye's is delicious, but like, uh, it, it, every time we've run into a Popeye's, it's been at a gas station and, and that's fine. But like the gas station hasn't run the special for the chicken sandwich. Okay. So sure. I've just been at. At a loss for the well, you're in yet. luck, brother. You're in Brooklyn now, baby. Oh, I you're can, gonna oh, find yeah, there's one like two blocks away. I still I haven't had it yeah. though. I tried to go to a Popeyes at like one in the morning the other night, and I was like, "This is the perfect time. There's not going to be anybody there." It was packed. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it was just packed. for the chicken sandwich? I have to imagine. You know, I, I mean, agree. it's pretty I think good. Wendy's otherwise. is the best spicy. I agree. Without trying Popeyes, you know, I don't have. But you've had the Chick Fil A one, right? Well, I guess not. No. Are you serious? <laughs> that not either. the spicy, but like just the regular. Oh yeah, I've had the Chick Fil A regular. Pickle. That's the that's the controversy. Does Chick Fil A right have now. a spicy? Well, they do, but it's not like special or whatever. Why but would anybody think Chick Fil A wants to be the Popeyes spicy. one? It's not about the spicy. It's just about the chicken pickles. It's the combo that Chick Fil A has been doing for years. So they're just competing regular chicken sandwiches. McDonald's tried to do I think this so, right? ten years ago. I thought it was spicy, but I could. I think it. they might also have a spicy one, but I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the uh, the fight over here is about just that they're doing a chicken sandwich with pickle. They're doing the same recipe as right, but with crispy chicken. I mean, I grew up in Kentucky, so crispy chicken is perfect for me. Yeah. But making it spicy is more of a southern thing. Mm. Wait, I'm from Kentucky, and that's southern, but it's more southern yeah, yeah, than yeah. Kentucky. Have you had it yet, Tommy? No, I've just been reading about Damn. it. I, I have not I'm had not gonna it. I want to try it. Let's if go I after see the it, show. Yeah, we'll just, it's right down the street. Before we get we'll off this topic completely, can you, can you give me one? <laughs> we won't. Oh, <laughs> can you give me one Max Sabbath song title? Yeah, they have um, like one called GMO Blind. Well, I can give you several. GMO Blind, we Frying want one. Pan. That's instead of Iron Man. Oh, no, it's Frying yeah, Pan. Frying pan. <laughs> um, that's have, amazing. Uh, they've got a ton of them. Uh, they're great. They're, 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 they're actually, you should definitely check them out. They're phenomenal instrumental. Like They're great at musicians. I'm they're, great at musicians. they're great at yeah. musicians. They're great that at musicians. True. 
they're amazing musicians and they have to wear these like in, incredible props that like weigh like it's like you work at Disney but are also are playing Black Sabbath yeah, at the that's same crazy. time and they just nail it like it's it's really phenomenal and it's hilarious and serious at the same time I don't I, I it just you have to check it out we, uh, yeah at the it. end of the show give your dates because I that sounds like something very fun oh yeah sure yeah give a bunch of dates on that kind of stuff yeah and it's uh they're also on tour right now with Oakley Doakley which is all like a it's a Ned Flanders cover like Ned Flanders metal band like all the lyrics are comprised of Ned Flanders quotes but sure. they're original music metal band and do and they address amazing. the problem with a poo or <laughs> <laughs> no they don't do that but they they do have a song called donut hell where they like really try to make somebody destroy a donut in the crowd like a balloon donut that uh to to, to destroy the idea of homer whoa yeah it's, it's pretty like involved it's it's crazy how this stuff works it's like kind of gore but for like you know kids <laughs> It is. It's like all these shows are all ages, and like yeah. that's the coolest oh, part about okay. this. Like Tommy's like, Tinder. Right. <laughs> 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 like most of these shows are all ages, and like that's the coolest part about all of it is because like you'll see these cool like punk rock moms and dads that like love these old bands and stuff like that that like bring their kids. And so there's sometimes there are like eight or nine year old kids that you just like see like loving this new punk rock. And this sounds weird. I understand. But I like seeing like kids brought up like that because that's kind of how I was brought sure, up. Sure, sure. You know, or it's not how I was brought up. I wasn't allowed to go to concerts until I was 17. You know yeah. what I mean? And if I had gotten that opportunity, I think my like horizons would have been even more expanded than they are currently. But I had to find that stuff later. They just love it. And like the, the craziest thing is seeing like a nine year old girl like, doing devil horns to, like, a fake Ned Flanders song. <laughs> you know? I was like, all right, you're going to do better than me. So you, were, you were just 17. We know what you mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what was that first concert? That first concert yeah, I went yeah, to? Yeah, at 17. At 17, the first concert that I uh, went to was uh, the Foo Fighters... Um, and the Reverend Horton Heat opened up Ooh. for them. And then before that, it was, oh, God, there was some ska band that I can't remember, hmm. but I liked. Yeah, but you were into it. But I liked. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Which yeah. Is the, uh, but the Foo Fighters like, kind of blew the lid off for me, and then I had to kind of like go backwards from there and figure it out. Not Cherry Pop and Daddies. Spelled right for 17. It, <laughs> they were more swing than Sky. Yeah, no, they're not Sky. We, we've talked we've about talked them, about them the show. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, let's talk about them for the next 30 minutes or so. <laughs> no, Wait, we're so here. Cherry Pop and Daddies were Zoot Suit Riot, That's right? correct. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, let's talk, though, about Peter Frampton. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can. So you pitched <laughs> Peter Frampton today uh, because you toured with Peter Frampton. So let's get this a little is background. A, this is a first. Yes. Uh, actually, That's it's true. a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is a second. Somebody else toured with Peter but Frampton. This is very different. <laughs> yes, very So different. first of all, how did you start touring with Peter Frampton? So, uh, you know, I like to say in a past life, I was a musician. Wait, um, you lived a past life? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what death is like. I lived a past life between 2007 <laughs> and 2009. No, no, I think it was like 2000. Anyway, years are wrong. But um, I was a musician before I started doing comedy. And in that time, at one point, we started to record an album in Minneapolis. 
with a, a famed producer, Chris Kimsey is his name. And, and he invented the Kimsey scale. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and if you look him up, the like, Kimsey scale is you're just gay. It's sliding at all. It's one point. It's not really a scale. And like, long story short, like he's done a lot of sh- uh, like a lot of shit. Like he's produced a ton of albums, um, like some uh, like several Rolling Stones albums and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he was the live sound engineer and producer for Frampton Comes Alive. Oh shit! Fuck. Right. And Which so is maybe the most famous live album ever. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's like the. It is the most. It's like fifteen times platinum. Like wow. Like overs. That means fifteen million albums sold. Yeah. Damn. Like people used to call it like the Wheaties box of the seventies. Like it was just like you got it if you bought cereal. You uh-huh. got Frampton Comes Alive because everybody had it. And if you go to a record store, you can't stop finding one for a dollar. Yeah. Or if not multiple at any used record store. They were just so, like, it was so wildly popular. But he was the live sound engineer. He, he mixed it all and uh, produced it. And then, like, 30 years later, I'm in a band, and uh, we end up recording with him. And he is the uh, producer and the engineer for the recording process. Does he have his own studio? It feels like someone would have made that much money could have their own. He studio. he did he used to work in Olympic Studios in London. Uh but uh, he we this was all in Minneapolis where we ended up doing this. And so in Minneapolis we all lived in a house together and then recorded an album. And it was great and it was so much fun and he had told us about the Frampton stuff that we didn't know. He was telling us all these old stories that were like really romantic and fun for a bunch of young idiots that didn't know anything about stuff and music. And he just kind of told us like about Frampton. And so we started like fucking around with Frampton songs, like in between like doing our actual songs in the studio. And then we found one that we changed completely. Cause like there's a song called, uh, I'm in you, which is sure it's, I mean, whatever you want to do with the title, but I'm in you. And the song legitimately kind of sucks <laughs> should we listen to some of i yeah, am, listen I'm I'm in you. you uh yeah cool listen to frampton's chord, version man. it kind of sucks might be able to find the old band version what was your band called this is where it gets embarrassing um well i don't think it's that embarrassing anyway the band's name was called very emergency <laughs> that's All slightly right. embarrassing Why? I don't like it, but right, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not amazing, <laughs> right? This is, I don't like it either. <laughs> it's part. It's a huge part of my life, and I don't like the name of the band. <laughs> but I did it, and it was also part of like some of the biggest parts of my life. But yeah, go ahead. Here's please. some of I am.
That's right, the big. the big hook right there right. yeah for sure that's the hook baby but that's all it is it's kind of like him and a piano and a drummer yeah and maybe a bass player and it's not that interesting and i'll sure. be honest so we like as a full band kind of turned it into kind of like a weezery radio-ish song uh-huh. or whatever like we changed it all but kept the lyrics and it made it work and uh what happened is that um chris kimsey liked it uh-huh. Uh and cuz we were just kind of fucking around and making fun of Peter, Peter Frampton in the studio. He liked it a lot and sent it to Peter Frampton. Wow. And then Peter Frampton said, "Come record it at my house what? with me in Cincinnati, Ohio." <laughs> like, wow. Cincinnati. He lived in Cincinnati at the time. Damn. I think cuz he was married to someone in Cincinnati. I don't think he lives there anymore cuz that the divorce Joanna Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> right. The sky of the skyline, oh, the skyline dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Of course. Um, <laughs> so we went there and recorded at his house, and then like he let us like have access to like his whole studio, and then Chris Kimsey like also came to like do that. So we kind of that's my footnote in music history is that I reunited the Frampton Comes Alive, um, like engineer and Frampton together and they did two more albums together after after that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. we brought them together and all we did was just like do some shitty like version of his song at his house (laughs) that he liked and then we released the album and then legal rights happened and then now that (laughs) album cannot be found damn (laughs) yeah yeah. so this might be a gauche question yeah but are we talking a cincinnati mansion here Yes, very much a Cincinnati mansion. It's just a shithole yeah. apartment. <laughs> Cincinnati mansion, which is just Bad two bedrooms, one one basement, unfinished. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a really fancy place. Like it was really really nice. And he was like there to greet us when we came in with our shitty van, and we had bought all these records, uh, just like the day before leaving. Like we're gonna get Peter Frampton to sign a bunch of records or whatever. Yeah, oh, nice. so you sell them on eBay. Yeah, and we were like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, and we're like, let's play it cool, right? We got to play it cool. And as soon as we got there, we opened like the back gate because everything was packed into this van, people and instruments. And as soon as we opened like the back door to the van, cymbals and like guitar equipment started crashing out, oh, like just from. Shit. And then all the albums also spilled out <laughs> oh, right after. Shit. And Peter Frampton is the guy that like guided us in. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, we were going to be coy, but we want you to sign all of these <laughs> right away, please. <laughs> They're just like shards of right, records. Right. It was all pretty broken. bad. You just <laughs> signed the van. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a pretty easy. disaster situation. But he let us hang out for the next two days. Sure. And then liked us enough, and he took us on tour. It was weird. So what <laughs> are you playing, like, huge venues? Like, what was it like? Yeah, some of the venues were like really big, like giant amphitheaters, like forty thousand people That's and so stuff crazy. like that. Yeah. yeah Sorry, what like, what year did you say this was again? This was like two thousand seven or eight, probably. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it was a long time ago for me. Sure. <laughs> I didn't do any comedy before any of this. Like, I wasn't doing yeah. comedy at the time. Obviously, I was definitely. I thought Frampton was gonna change your life. Show me the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Hold on. Since you said it, now we have to do it. <laughs> That's the rule of the show. <laughs> I 
In a way, sure, with good sure, guitar sure. play. Uh, on the intro to the live version, Frank can use a talk box, a device hooked up to his guitar that sh- allowed him to create amplified, distorted vocal sounds with his mouth. A talk box is made with tubing connected to a com- compression driver meant to be part of a PA system. With uh, the other end going into the performer's mouth, the unit is then hooked up to the guitar amp. The talk box effect was a huge hit. Many musicians responded by buying one or trying to make their own. More than a few young people lost some cavities when they created faulty talk boxes and sent electric current into their mouths. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. How so do they know they try that? How do they know they were young people? Oh, <laughs> these kids young were these girls were young, buddy. <laughs> no, <God>. uh, <laughs> they were young. No. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I bet a bunch of old people did. Yeah, I bet a, I bet a fucking, people I bet a fucking boomer wrote this. <laughs> a bunch of young people. This piece of definitely shit. Awesome young people are smart. Old people are lame. Millennials are killing the homemade talk box, in- right. talk box industry. <laughs> uh, the talk we, box is a- we were going to try to uh, fashion a talk box. For the episode, we thought it'd be funny to do one the whole time, but <laughs> Tommy blew his molars out. <laughs> I did. I looked it up online. There's one app on the iPhone that's called like the TalkBox app, and yeah. it costs money, and every review is just like, this doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want to spend money to find that out also. So it definitely seems like a thing that should be way easier to do. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like a tube. Like The way it works is like a tube that goes up to the microphone. Like, it doesn't even uh, go through your guitar amp. Yeah. It just goes through the outside PA system through your microphone. Right. And you... So it's sending the guitar sound through a tube. Sure. That you move your mouth around to, to like, make those different, like... It's very strange. ...sounds or whatever. And that sounds like, like an instrument I could finally play. Hey, right. Pretty <laughs> he's, a, he's a master at it, yeah. uh, for whatever you want to call it. But he's a master. <laughs> he has a signature brand of talk box, and when we recorded it as a place... Uh, we didn't have something to keep the bass drum in place so it wouldn't move when, right. the, when the drummer was playing. And he just literally pulled one fresh Peter Frampton signature talk box out of a box and shoved it in front of the bass drum. And he goes, I got a million of these. And walked <laughs> and away. Goes, That'll be thirty nine ninety five. dollars <laughs> What is this place? Thirty nine ninety five. You're talking $399.95. I got a million of these and just walked away. There was a broken Grammy in his recording studio. So he didn't even care. Damn, that is such a good. That would be a great TV show thing to have. Like if there was a musician version of BoJack Horseman, and you just like great. <laughs> That's incredible. That's true, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize. So uh, the 
the original studio version of this song was released in 75 uh, on the album Frampton, Peter's fourth. Uh, at the time, he had a modest following and was building a reputation as a stellar live performer. What he didn't have was a hit. That's Whoa. true. And, uh, yeah, I guess that it wasn't until he, he put this live album together. He that... really loves his own name, huh? <laughs> he does Frampton. love his own name. Well, he was in Humble Pie before. That was like a really big... Doesn't sound that humble to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, he was on that when he was, like, 14 or something sure. like that. He told me a weird story about, like, going out on the town with, like, David Bowie when he was 14. And who's that? To, like, no. <laughs> and he had to come back and explain to his mother why he got crabs. So David Bowie just did it for him. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's like insane. he was 14 out and went out in London, swinging London at the time. Sure. He's famous as hell at a 14 year old. Gets laid, gets crabs or so something. David like Bowie that. just had to talk to his mom. And be like, he's and fucking. David Bowie had to go like, I took your boy out. This is what happened. <laughs> Here we That's go. That's crazy. Nothing <laughs> comforts that. a mother like David right. Bowie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, jump, magic jump. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And that was right before I shit in his toilet. <laughs> That's my number one thing that like I love. I pooped in Peter Frampton's toilet. What kind of toilet? Do you have there's no day? toilet paper. Use the Grammy. Right. <laughs> it was a, like the three shells. Here's a talk box. The demolition man. Yeah. Got another talk box to wipe your ass, for sure. This is the ass box. <laughs> You're talking out of your ass. Get it? And then he's like, you owe Shuffle me $400. <laughs> Uh, you know he tried that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're saying I'm sure he tried There's it. no way <laughs> he didn't try it. If you have a talk box, you're shoving it up your ass at one point in a party. Right. And I don't mind to tell these stories out of, out of hand because he scrubbed all my music from the internet. <laughs> so. No, I want to hear the whole thing. We don't have a ton of time to think, but I want to hear everything we no, got. No, that's all him. I know is I think all the music's gone. Sure. And I think it's because of him. Well, so I'll, I'll tell you how he got crabs when he was 14 and David Bowie fixed it to his mom. So yeah. that's fair, right? Sure. I okay. think that's fair. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. He tells me stories. I tell you stories. Yeah. yeah. All right. We fair? We good? We fair. <laughs> now, these cats, on the other hand, they're gonna, they're big uh, Frampton heads, and they're gonna they're gonna report you to them. That's okay. Um, yeah. So, how long did you did this last? This was like one summer of my life. That's all and it was. Were, when you were doing it, were you like into it? Were you like, this well, hell is yeah. actually pretty sick, and he's cool. Well, because he is really cool. He was super cool. He was yeah. like a nice dude and uh -huh. like really cool and like recorded like, I mean, he invited us to go come to his house on us like when we were kind of doing something as a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Did he, and he think you were doing it, it as a joke? I, I don't think so. And then yeah. all of a sudden when he didn't think so, neither were we. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. We we're totally down. Were you guys like like to each other like? This is crazy. That was a joke. Or were you like, no, I actually always liked it. I thought it was cool. Well, between the band where I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's more it was anything. Yeah. yeah. It was like, what are we? And then like at the even touring and like all these huge venues and like, what are we? What We're, we're going to go out. And we're going to do our best. But what are we doing here? And it was great. And we knew kind of like we were sealing the nail in our own coffin a little bit. 
because every time at the merch booth, we would go back and work merch booth after our show, like after our set. And it would be nothing but uh, like moms and dads, like 50s or above, yeah. that like loved Peter Frampton. And they'd be like, I'm buying this because our son's going to love you. <laughs> And we're just like, nobody likes what their parents say. No, no, <laughs> we're no. done. <laughs> we're done. That's so funny. We've killed this for ourselves for sure. Yeah. It was terrible. also like bleeding people who see a sign that says emergency and they're like, oh, there, that's where I'll get help. <laughs> right, right. Like we made a ton of money like on uh, like, at merch and we're like, this is the best tour we've ever done. And we're like, oh, wait, we're not going to get this a uh, second time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. That is wild. Can you tell the story about fighting with him oh yeah oh hell yeah so this <laughs> I is yeah I don't we gotta hear this so at the at the weekend where i was where, where the band was recording at his house in cincinnati i got a prank pulled on me that really threw me for a loop but so anyway so it's chris kimsey going back to him right and he's legendary um he's done so much work on like if you just look his name up like his the discography of production work or anything he's done is just every influential band from like the seventies and before. And I, so I was so excited and I listened to everything he says. Right. And so he goes, go take this guitar and play this, play it, play it for this take. And I go, all right, yes, Chris, I take it. I pick it up. I'm playing. And he's like, that's not right. I'm keep playing. I'm trying to get it right. Finally start getting it right. I've got like my eyes shut. I'm like eating shit on this guitar that like was recommended to me. I'm like trying. I finally get it right. And halfway through the take, I like open my eyes and Peter Frampton is like right in front of me and he's really upset. Like he was very upset. And I was like, what's going on? He's a little shorter than me too. So I like had to like look down and see an upset man. So he's a pretty... Small I'm five guy. seven, I'm not, yeah. like on a day without gravity. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this guy is like, he's like five five. You know what I mean? Or sure. whatever. So he's looking up at me, and I'm playing one of his guitars, but I don't know what the hell. You know, yeah. it's recommended by his old pal and my old pal. And I'm playing it, and he's just a gra- and he's like upset, and he grabs my shoulders, and so I was like shake my head, and I'm like, what's going on? And I grab his shoulders. And all of a sudden, we're like kind of tussling what? around the basement of Peter Frampton's house. Like, we're just kind of holding each other by the shoulders. And I just look at him and I go, what is going on? Like, you know, and he goes, shut up and just rips the guitar off of me. Oh, like, my finds God. The ba- like a hockey move where you pull the jersey over the back. He just finds the guitar strap and like yanks it off me and runs away, pissed off. And... I'm just like shaking and I don't know what the hell's going on. And everybody in the control room uh, where the like actual like faders are and everything is like cracking up, <laughs> laughing their ass off. And I'm like, what happened? I just, I'm, I just got into a fight with Peter Frant. What is happening? He stormed away and I walk in there and they just start cackling. And Chris Kimsey, the famed producer just holds up, a cover of the most famous album of all time, Frampton Comes Alive, 
And it's the guitar it's that, that guitar. Frampton is playing. <laughs> Frampton comes alive. And Frampton caught me. Like, he pranked me into it. Like, a, he had to go apologize to, like, Frampton for, like, hours for us to, like, oh, continue wow. to be oh, there. Oh, my he, God. It was, like, all his idea. And I was like, ah, why am I stuck in the middle of this? It was, That's so brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. But, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was really funny to find out at the time. But it was like... Well, I have no business with this. <laughs> but how did I not realize before either? Well, that's not your fault. Right. I was just listening I don't think, to it. What do you think, Tommy? Oh, no, I don't think it's your fault at all. No. Right. Yeah. I was just listening to somebody that knows the business better. Just, yeah. That was just fucking with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, he should have he uh, made it up to you by playing a little bit of this. <laughs> Suddenly the day turns into night Far away from the city But don't hesitate Yeah, your love won't wait I picked the bad version. There's a more popular version of it that was yeah, like covered by. Was, yeah, was, I just, I just, oh, okay. yeah. I'll play the better one. Well, there's even a more popular version of it, like by a different band. The, of this? That's enough. <laughs> That's enough of that. That's enough. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll play the rest of them. That was from... a, I mean, like, of course, one of his biggest hits, though. Like, I think that was his, like his crossover hit. Yeah, That's the right. one that I knew. I mean, I, I knew the first song too. Um, yeah. But that one, I was is the one that I think is like everyone knows that one probably because right. like I remember Family Guy had him in the first. In the oh, right. early seasons before they got canceled, there's an episode where Peter hires Peter Frampton to mm-hmm. play Baby I Love Your Way, and you're like, oh, Peter Frampton's cool. No, he's funny. He was, did like Colbert, like a, a guitar battle. Uh, like at one point, Peter, uh, like uh, Stephen Colbert on the old Colbert show said mm-hmm. like he was the best guitar player of all time or something like that, <laughs> and could challenge someone to a, like a, a like. Yeah, a guitar duel. Yeah. And then he hired, like, the cheap trick guitar player with, like, the five guitars or something like that. Yeah. And then Colbert, like, hired Peter Frampton or something like that to, like, <laughs> counteract him. It was really funny. He's, he's, like, a funny guy that's, like, down for stuff. Yeah. Like, he's a very funny, funny dude. Was he funny to hang out with? Yeah, he was great to hang out with. Like, he was hilarious. I mean, like, that's why he told me all those stories about him getting, like, 
crabs at, at 14 and David Bowie, like <laughs> fixing it for his family and stuff like that. Like he's a, he's a blast and like he's down for everything. He just doesn't want you to play his famous guitar. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tommy, when are you going to fix it? This crab thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to explain to my parents. <laughs> I did, but I was just guessing. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's on songs uh, used in movies, song facts. Um, the Baby I Love Your Way song. Uh, what a song. Somebody, I can't remember, it was like a Blue Mountain something or something like that covered that song. Uh-huh. Like, Is like it the reggae one? Like a, yeah, like yeah reggae Big Mountain. Oh, Big yes. Mountain. That, Big Mountain. Yeah, yeah that is Big Mountain version. covered it, and like that was wildly popular too. But he had that platinum album in his house as well, <laughs> next to his much bigger platinum album. Like... Yeah, that reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 1993. 93, yes. Yeah. That sounds Damn. right. Because uh, it is right. In 1988, <laughs> the group w- right. Will to Power had a U.S. number one hit with the medley of this and Freebird. Wait, mixed? Like, Ooh, a Baby, mixed, I Love Your Way a and medley, Freebird? Yeah. A medley wow. hit number one. And then Big Mountain hit number six, yeah. Damn. Wow. That I did not know. Can you name the movie uh, that's on the soundtrack of? I'm going to say it's 94. I think it's the reggae version, actually. Yeah, the the 94 version was in... Singles? No, no, no. no. Tommy got one? Uh, the movie was in 94. I mean, the the version yeah, yeah, of yeah. this is from 94, so I would imagine Give it's probably hint. 94, 95. Uh, let's see. The uh, Is this, this something we could get? Maybe. Uh, this, <laughs> the second word is something a vampire does. Uh, reality bites. That's right. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> something a vampire does. Well, vampires do a lot of things. <laughs> that's they're, true. They're that's much true. like yeah, yeah. me and you. Fly, disappear. <laughs> they go to work. Bats. Yeah, they go to work. Yeah. Certain work is, you know, work is different for a Vampire's everybody. work is never done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisa Bonet sings this song in the 2000 movie... High Blank. fidelity. That's correct, yeah. sir. What the fuck? That. Hell yeah. yeah. Peter fucking Frampton. You bet. That's you the bet. Quote be. from that. Yes. And Which I knew funny. all of that before I went on tour with Peter. Is Frampton. that your? Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I love High Fidelity. I, oh, the me too. Book is my favorite book. Yes. Um, the movie's pretty good, but uh, John Cusack's character hates the song until he hears her sing it. Wow. Right. right In right. the book version, do you know the song that uh, they hate? I can't. Or remember. that the guy hates. It's it's not. Oh no! You know what I'm mixing up with about a boy? It's the Fuji's. Um, oh, it's never mind. It's a it's a different. It's the same writer, different book. Right. Yeah. It's Bruce Hornsby. Nick Hornsby. Nick Hornsby. Horn. Bruce Hornby. Hornby. Or maybe it is Hornsby. You know, I'll get it right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gone off track. Let's listen to another song. Let's hear. Uh, do you feel like we do? We'll listen to the live one. Oh wait, that's not. You gotta go. That's the one. You gotta go way so deep long. in for that talk box. Oh, it's a long one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> there it is. This song is so. It's thirteen minutes. No, it's almost fourteen. So the rest of the show will just be. It's mostly... Back in the talk. 20's talking. 
mean, they do take their time. There wasn't the internet. You know, things move slow. We had phones. You took your time. You want to look at your phone? You'd have to go all the way home. You'd just be staring at the thing all the way. Keep having it. <laughs> well, no, it's, these are different parts of the I know, song. I know, and then you'll get it and you'll miss it. This is brutal. So dumb. <laughs> I love just like every time I hear somebody talk on the guitar, they act like an alien spaceship to go Like freaking out. And they continue to for the next 30 yeah. years. Alright, that's enough. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. Right. We heard enough of it. Exactly. It's hard to land that. <laughs> I know right? it was just funny that you didn't change once it's like your face didn't change once it actually started. You were still just as mad as when it didn't. Start. Didn't matter. <laughs> it would suck. <laughs> yeah, no, I it don't suck. care. It but sucks. we had to hear it. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about Peter Frampton without hearing him hearing the, talk the part where he yeah, makes yeah. the guitar ask a question <laughs> to the fedora man from the beginning. Exactly. I, that felt like looking at one of those like <laughs> things on a dentist wall or the 3D things. You're like, oh yeah, but what the fuck was the guitar saying? What, what was it? I didn't. Do you you're like? I guess like those are words that suck. Do you, you feel? <laughs> it do you feel like I, like I do? <laughs> but you know, add a little something on. Damn. Wow. 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 Yeah, Man. he was like a powerful live performer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. In the 70s. Let's see. Let's listen Preston. to a real song. Yeah. Oh, it's a real one. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Hello. Fuck you. That song sucks so much. I'm on a real song. It's not, <laughs> it's not a bad song. <laughs> it was just in my recent history on Spotify <laughs> from last week's episode. Um, okay, we should listen to Black Hole Sun. Uh, the, That's right. The Peter Frampton original. Every night on tour, he did a cover of it. 
Really? Wait, so yeah. Every night he played? Every night on tour he covered Black Hole Sun. Like, um, I swear to God, Soundgarden is his favorite band of what? all time. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I read something that Matt he... Cameron from Soundgarden plays drums on most of his albums. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he played it every night. He'd never sing it. Oh, he doesn't sing The song is also just dirty, so it's, yeah. it's hard to fuck it up too much. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a lot of people are actually talking about it. So we go to Facebook for this uh, for this show. My Facebook friends had a lot of shit to say about Peter Frampton, which I was kind of surprised about. Joe List, uh, who we saw yesterday, fun little hang, uh, just wrote, he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, he does smell bad. Joe Quizala, uh, former guest, <laughs> writes, uh, he's got three songs, all of one, uh, all off of one live album. They're fine songs, but that's all anyone knows. A blip on the radar. A blip on the radar doesn't sell 15 million records, though. Damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. That's I not agree. A, that's a giant blip. And I agree, though, with Joe's, like, critique. Like, yeah, he does only have a few songs, but those songs were not a blip. Uh, Andy Sanford writes, Ah, the T-Pain of the 70s. Ah, yes! That's good. Yes! That's, that's a good roast, brother. I love that. I love that. That's good. <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, let's see. Garrett Elzinger writes, One of the most iconic guitarists that no one ever talks about. Well, we're talking about right now, brother. Uh, and he talks about the Colbert thing. Uh, he posts the clip. He wants to see the clip. Go there. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. Like. George Gordon writes, uh, I've seen him twice and both times was sick. Um, let's see. Kevin Frolics had a lot to say about him. He you can't posts a see bunch him of anymore, clips. You know. Is that right? He's on his last tour right oh, now. So oh, really? like not. Yeah, he's got like some sort of. Let's give it up to. Let's give it up to Frampton. Sure. Got to give him some credit. He's done a good job for a long time, but hell. He's got some sort of like muscle disease. Damn. He's got to quit. Is that why his voice sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> he's got some sort of disease. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's on his final. It's just like a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> this is while my guitar. Uh, this is while my uh, guitar gently weaves. Yeah, he covered this every night too. And there was like, it was an ode to George Harrison. He did a lot of shit with the Beatles. Right. I mean, he was a connected man. Moving the mob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the time where he was at, he was in the London Mafia. House and no which, which was comprised of George Harrison, David Bowie, Peter Frampton, <laughs> and Tiny Tim. Yeah. He traveled. <laughs> I want to hear. So there's a. Uh, I gotta go to Facebook for this. Um, a bunch of people posted shit uh, that I that are like links and clips and stuff. But somebody posted a uh, Mitch Hedberg joke that I actually really want to. Yeah, because he was an almost famous with Peter Frampton. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh and, shit, that's yeah. right. You yeah. kind of had an almost famous thing with Peter Frampton. Right, and that's about as close as it got. 
<laughs> for me. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's listen to this. Go to Jared, and we'll give our reviews. Uh, did we play all six? We, I think we did actually. I Holy think we've smokes. kind of skid skidaddled through all of them. This is Mitch Hedberg on. Hey, you know what keeps me from acting? Fucking auditions. <laughs> but I got to be in a movie. I had a small scene in a movie. But I, I got to act with Peter Frampton. He was in the movie. And we had to smoke pot for our scene. But it was fake pot. Do not buy pot on a movie set. <laughs> but I got to smoke fake pot with Peter Frampton. That's a cool story. It's as cool as smoking real pot with a guy who looks like Peter Frampton. <laughs> I've done that way more. God damn. Peter Frampton is a musical legend, but I don't know his music. So when you meet a legend and you don't know his body of work, you have to divert from that fact. Hey, Peter Frampton, do you like toast too? <laughs> yes, as do I. It's warm and crispy. And a perfect place for jelly to lay. Now stay away from me, Frampton. I ain't got shit to say to you. <laughs> All right. Can I tell you Peter Frampton's favorite tour food? There's a toast. Raisin bran. Uh, ah. Yeah. No more playing uh, Mitch Hedberg <laughs> jokes on the show. I know. It shows how unfunny <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was, the whole, that was the best part of this whole episode. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to Jared and get the hell out of here. Jared. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun, so let's bring down the mood <laughs> with uh, Jared's thoughts on Peter Frampton. If you don't know the segment, it's a, it's a little segment we call They Went to Jared. Jared's our friend and foe of the show <laughs> uh, who hates most of the things we talk about. Here are his thoughts on Peter Frampton. What's up, y'all? It's this week's He Went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Peter Frampton. This is pretty cool. They've obviously already covered this uh, up till now, but the guest toured with Peter Frampton, which is a really interesting insight into an artist. I don't think we've ever really had on the show before. Now I'm 42, I think 42 and, you know, probably a little young to have like automatically owned a copy of Frampton comes alive, but certainly there are millions and millions of them out there. And it maybe is one of the most interesting things in the history of music where he didn't necessarily have like famous non-live songs like you know certainly in that era Zeppelin was you know a popular band in total number of albums sold but didn't really have radio hits and it's such an interesting almost unique situation that a live album is sort of this touchstone in music, but the artist otherwise didn't really have a ton of impact. Um, so I'm going to be really interested to hear about this because I've always wondered what what was it about this album necessarily that made him a star that maybe didn't translate to studio albums. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was had hits that were studio tracks that I just don't know about, but I don't think so. I mean, obviously we've all heard, you know, some of the songs from that album. Anyway, this is actually really cool. I'm excited to hear it. And, uh, not being a fan, I feel like I could probably learn a thing or two here. So, all right. Thank you. All right. That was Jared. Um, 
we should wrap this up. Uh, are there <laughs> so before we give our our final thoughts on the little playlist here? Uh, what are you, is there anything we missed out on here? This is open floor to you, Daniel. I mean, I don't feel like we've missed out on a lot. Like, uh, yeah, I, I I love Peter Frampton. I think his music is uh, exactly kind of what Jerry was talking about. Very interesting and 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 fun. And it's it's crazy to be like. Uh, I like the idea of being a live performer that doesn't translate into like some sort of singular like sell for the mass. Uh, yeah. like audiences but like your live performance does it and that's attractive to me and fun and that's i think that's a good thing for a performer sure uh, sure you know is so like sell out the place you're at mm-hmm. and do what you do uh but at the same time uh like i think he's he's fantastic he's not going to be doing this much longer uh i'm glad for the time i got to have with him which is uh, I've, I've, i was breathing rare air so i can't complain Sure. So yeah, that's so cool, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing this stuff with us. I thought that like reading about him, I didn't know that he was not. I didn't know that the live stuff was all he had because I had right. heard <laughs> "Baby I Love Your Way" and stuff like that non-live too. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I like the. I, it was one of those things I never really delved too deeply into, but I did enjoy him. Right. I, I thought it was pleasant. He's got a ton of hits, just none of them like were like number one. But right. Yeah, he's made like a great living. Like, and you can't listen to classic rock radio for two hours and not hear something. Yeah, he's done. You know. Uh, I do like. I mean, I, Black Hole Sun's just a good song. It's hard with covers. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go uh, four point five out of six. I, I Ooh, enjoyed it high. though. That's well, high. I enjoy. I do enjoy a lot of the music, especially the live stuff. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I just got annoyed with how long that song was. Yeah, yeah. you seem so mad. I think you're gonna go real low. No, I'm not mad at all of it. It's just that it's not one Freebird long, and it but was it's, like it's long. 14 minutes is fucking long, man. Right. And also, you guys seemed mad at me while I was skipping around, <laughs> which was making me more stressed out while I was doing it. I don't think people realize right. how hard it is to scrub through a 14 minute song to find the right thing. Um, that's fair. That's fair. And also, the guitar barely talks. It's like talking. <laughs> Come on. If your kid yes. sounded like that, you'd be like, this kid's fucked. Right. I think that's why talking. he had so many extra, he could just give them to us at times. <laughs> yeah, he was like Johnny Appleseed for talk boxes yeah. at one point. Yeah. Mac Man, what do you think? Um, I, it just feels, do I feel... Uh, it feels like a three point five out of six to me. I don't. Do I, I don't. Hate, like I don't hate any did. of it. I like the right. cover. Um, I like the songs I knew. Uh, it was something I always heard on classic rock radio and never saw it out on my own. Right. And it, I don't think I ever will do like a deep dive. So three point five just feels kind of right. Sure. Um, totally fair. But I just noticed something. What? You're using the microphone I used for one of our good episodes. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, Tommy was talking into that one. He had a hot riff. Shit, that was, that was, this was the talk mic? <laughs> uh, Danny, what do you rate the playlist? The playlist, well, I, I mean, I love the playlist. Um, I'm going to get a, the playlist, in all honesty, on like a musician's opinion. No, you don't have to do that. I'm going to give you a four out of six. I went the highest? That's crazy. You went the I highest? Mean, well, good. and I'll be I honest, like four of the songs are his and two of the songs are covers. That's so the that thing is sense. I gave the covers like, yeah, full yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. No, I love it. I'm you so happy. Promote? 
Um, Give those dates. Blue Whale, baby. Blue Whale, yeah. So, like, uh, soon. I don't know when this comes out, but August 31st and August 30th and 31st, I'll be at Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also, be bringing the show Late Late Breakfast with my co host, Tyler Jackson. Such a fun show. Thank you. Well, you guys know. You guys are former co hosts. Ah, right. the family. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be there. So, come check it out. We'll be at Kane's, uh, Historic Kane's Ballroom. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, Saturday, the August 31st, and enjoy us. Will you uh, be raising cane there? I think I'll be raising some fucking cane. <laughs> um, and any more dates for the Max Abathorch? Because we were talking about it before. Yeah, I mean, that's going to go on every city until September 8th. So uh, the next ones coming up from this uh, will be Montclair, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Uh, then I'll be in Nashville, and then f- back out west from there on. If you live so, in those places, go check yeah. out Danny's check great out performer. Danny's yeah, great man. And check out official Mac Sabbath while you're at it too for all those tour dates and Hell everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will be in DC at the Big Hunt coming up. I'll also be in Austin, Texas at the Velveeta Room. Ooh. So come to that. Cheesy, and cheesy. I got some other stuff. So you know, check that shit out. Uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Mac man. Uh, uh, Friday, if you're in New York, I'm going to do in the last ever show at Karma Lounge. That oh, they're doing, shit. They're ending. It's been a show in New York for like many years, and they're ending. They're doing the last one. Past Damn. guests, Patty Monahan, Annie Layuden, uh, they host the show. It's going to be really fun. They did a really fun lineup, so I'm excited for that if you're in New Check York. Check that out. I'm going to end the show here with uh, the Dinosaur Junior sh- cover of Show Me the Way. Ooh, uh, I haven't heard time this. to get to it. <laughs> um, uh, and also, check out the Patreon and keep it crispy. Bye. Bye.